Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Lesson 76, Course in Miracles podcast. Thank you so much again for your participation and your willingness to see beyond the veil, to see beyond the mitote, which is what the Toltec people refer to as the illusion. Thank you for your willingness to see beyond Maya as the Hindu religion refers to this illusion, this world of the ego. Thank you for your willingness to engage in very powerful forgiveness work that is the atonement, the interlocking chain of forgiveness. Miracle Principle 25, miracles are part of an interlocking chain of forgiveness, which when completed is the atonement. Atonement works for all time and in all dimensions of time. Atonement works all the time and in all dimensions of time. So what I think that means is that forgiveness works. Forgiveness is functional. The world of Maya, the world of illusion, the mitote, is the world of projection, and it is dysfunctional. And I've been using examples um, of people who are caught up in the illusion, almost like extreme examples, one being that rapper I was talking about the other day, Anti Demenis, caught up in an illusion, right? caught up in an illusion that unfortunately involves drugs and shooting and um, just the extreme forms that the separation can take, that the separation from spirit can take. And our job as miracle workers is to see that as not real. Any, any, our job as miracle workers is to see anything that involves uh, hatred, resentment, fear, anger, murder, etc. where our job as miracle workers is to recognize that all that is happening there is that there is a lack of love. So nothing real can be threatened. So the love is not threatened when we are triggered by the events of the world. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. So if we're seeing something on the news about some horrible tragedy that happened, our job as miracle workers is to recognize that as not real. Because it is not love, it is not real. Because it is not love, God did not create it. Nothing real, the love is not going to be threatened. Love is not threatened by acts of murder. Nothing unreal exists. So because that act of murder or that act of violence or that act of resentment or that act of uh, jealousy is not love, it doesn't even exist. And herein lies the peace of God. And when you can wrap your head around that, you are gaining access to a particular level of spiritual freedom that very few will attain. Um, I've also been talking about this guy, Father 
uh, Ripburger, and he's incredibly, incredibly Catholic. But I was watching this video of him this morning on detachment. And what I appreciate about all of that is about the way that he speaks about these sorts of things is he he's talking about like giving up the worldly for the god, godly, sacrificing the worldly, sacrificing pleasure, etc., in service of accessing God or surrendering to God or being attached to God. And a lot of what we are doing, he says, he basically says in this talk, and I'm actually going to include it in the show notes, he says that the only attachment that we should have is to God. And he says that heaven is basically filled with people. Like everyone in heaven has no attachments except their attachment to God. And that's it. And our job as people stuck here on earth is to essentially relinquish our attachments. It's funny because he goes into this, he makes this kind of this remark about Zen Buddhists and kind of he kind of misses the point in all of it. He just, like the, the thing he's failing to grasp when he's making this sort of shot at Zen Buddhists is that they're kind of doing the same thing, just in a different way. They're relinquishing all of their worldly attachments in service of cultivating a relationship with the divine. And if I'm off on that, please, by all means, send me some feedback, correct me, and course correct me, and I will uh, address the fact that I made a mistake in the next episode. Anyway, really good stuff. Uh, again, thank you for your powerful and willing participation in this miracle work. Again, that is the forgiveness work, this miracle work that involves forgiveness, which is part of the interlocking chain of forgiveness, which is the atonement, or which is the interlocking chain of forgiveness that is the atonement. And when everyone has forgiven every other person, we will have completed the atonement, and it will be heaven on earth. And you are doing a, you are playing a crucial role in all of this. So without further ado, Lesson 76. I, I really like this one, and I'll, I'll explain to you. you. You'll see in, in a few when I start chuckling. I am under no, laws, under no laws but God's. Lesson 76. We have observed before how many senseless things have seemed to, to you to be salvation. Each has imprisoned you with laws as senseless as itself. You are not bound by them. So in other words, you're not bound by like the laws of money or the laws of, you know, romantic relationships or whatever. Yet to understand that this is so, you must first realize salvation lies not there. While you would seek for it in all things that have no meaning, you bind yourself to laws that make no sense. Thus do you seek to prove salvation is where it is not. Today we'll be glad you cannot prove it. For if you could, you would forever seek salvation where it is not and never find it. The idea for today tells you once again how simple is salvation. Look for it where it waits for you, and there it will be found. Look nowhere else, for it is nowhere else. Think of the freedom and the recognition that you are not bound by all the strange and twisted laws you have set up to save you. 
you really think that you would starve unless you have stacks of green paper, strips, and piles of metal discs. I'll read that again. You really think that you would starve unless you have stacks of green paper strips and piles of metal discs. You really think that a small round pellet or some fluid pushed into your veins through a sharpened needle will ward off disease and death. You really think you are alone unless a body is with you. So this is the anti-vax lesson, Course in Miracles Lesson 76, the anti-vax lesson. It is insanity to think these things. You call them laws and put them under different names in a long catalog of rituals that you have no use and serve no purpose, that have no use and serve no purpose. You think you must obey the laws of medicine, of economics, and of health. Protect the body, and you will be saved. These are not laws, but madness. The body is endangered by the mind that hurts itself. The body suffers just in order that the mind will fail to see it is the victim of itself. The body's suffering is a mask the mind holds up to hide what really suffers. It would not understand it is its own enemy, that it attacks itself and wants to die. It is from this your laws would save the body. It is for this you think you are a body. So just think of all the laws that you subscribe to, the laws of medicine, the laws of politics, the laws of you know, maybe even good and evil. Um, there are all sorts of live a lot. There are all sorts of laws that we subscribe to, but all of these laws exist inside of this mitote, inside of this maya, inside of this world of protections, projections, and delusions. There are no laws except the laws of God. This needs repeating over and over until you realize it applies to everything that you have made in opposition to God's will. Your magic has no meaning. What is meant to save does not exist. Only what is meant to hide will save you. So, you know, an example of magic would be like, like an ibuprofen pill. Think about that. That's a little pellet that we are subscribing this healing meaning to. And what this lesson is saying is that your magic has no meaning. The law of God can never be replaced. We will devote today to rejoicing that this is so. It is no longer a truth that we must hide. We realize instead it is a truth that keeps us free forever. Magic imprisons, but the laws of God make free. The light has come because there are no laws but his. So if you think of magic as it pertains to money, think about the extent to which money can imprison people. And without getting going too far down a rabbit hole here, the holy instant, which is, begins to be discussed in chapter 15 of the text and is discussed throughout, I believe, the rest of the entire book. I could be wrong, but uh, it's referred to throughout the, the text uh, in several different places beyond the beginning of chapter 15 there. But it basically says that this instant, the holy instant is basically the moment that you realize that all that you could ever ask for is encapsulated within this particular moment. 
And when you have that realization, you are essentially free of the entire world. So that would be an example of like God's laws being everything is that experience of the holy instant. Very profound. We will begin the longer practice periods today with a short review of a different kind of, quote, laws we have believed we must obey. This would include, for instance, the, quote, laws of nutrition, of immunization, of medication, and of the body's protection in innumerable ways. Think further. You believe in the laws of friendship, of good relationships, and reciprocity. Perhaps you even think that there are laws which set Perhaps you even think that there are laws which set forth what is God's and what is yours. Many religions have been based on this. They would not save but damn in heaven's name. Yet they are no more strange than other laws. You must you they yet they are no more strange than other laws you hold must be obeyed to make you safe. There are no laws but God's. Dismiss all foolish, magical beliefs today and hold your mind in silent readiness to hear the voice that speaks the truth to you. You will be listening to one who says there is no loss under the laws of God. Payment is neither given nor received. Exchange cannot be made. There are no substitutes. And nothing is replaced by something else. God's laws forever give and never take. Read that again. God's laws forever give and never take. Hear him who tells you hear him who tells you this and realize how foolish are the laws you thought upheld the word you thought you saw. Then listen further. He will tell you more about the love your father has for you, about the endless joy he offers you about his yearning for his only son, created his, as his channel for creation, denied to him by his belief in hell. Let us today open God's channels to him and let his will extend through us to him. This is creation endlessly increased. His voice will speak of this to us as well as of the joys of heaven, which his laws keep limitless forever. We will repeat today's idea until we have listened and understood there are no laws but God's. Then we will tell ourselves as a dedication with which the practice periods concludes, I am under no laws but God. So it says we will repeat today's idea until we have listened and understood there are no laws but God's. Then we will tell ourselves as a dedication with which the practice period concludes, I am under no laws but God's. We will repeat this dedication as often as possible today, at least four or five times an hour, as well as in response to any temptation to experience ourselves as subject to other thoughts or other laws throughout the day. So um, you get a bill. And you're freaking out because the bill is more than you thought that there would that it would be because uh, utility costs in California are skyrocketing, and you have that panic you have that panic response or that panic attack, that panic reaction. That is the laws that is the law of money or the laws of billing or the laws of the state or the laws of the energy company. 
quote unquote laws. And when you catch yourself there being tempted to give into, surrender to the laws of the world, you're just going to remind yourself, I am under no laws but God's. It is our statement of freedom from all danger and all tyranny. It is our acknowledgement that God is our Father and that his Son is saved. So, lesson 76, the anti-medicine, anti-vax, anti-pill, anti-money, anti-laws that in any way contradict the laws of God, which are the only laws. The only laws are the laws of God. And it's really fascinating to see people in the recovery programs, in the traditional recovery programs, uh, be given their lives back and be restored to sanity as the result of, excuse me, uh, as the result of plugging into God's laws, essentially just surrendering their will to God. So you surrender your will to God in step three, and then the rest of the steps, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, are the action part of what that surrender looks like. Surrender is not passive. It is very often active. So you don't want to necessarily equate surrender with passivity. Very often surrender means that you have only begun to fight. That's at least how my experience with recovery was. As soon as I turned my will over, it meant that there was a long list of things that I had to do in accordance with God, God's will, which is what surrender means or has traditionally meant to me since then. Thank you so much for listening to Lesson 76, Course in Miracles, Course in Miracles podcast. I am under no laws but God's, and neither are you. Go out and be a little miracle working machine on a mission from God today. Thank you.